the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to The Antithesis. It's my joy to have you here. I'm beginning this podcast on the Bar Network, as I have said previously, and I'm really excited about it. Today, I want to give just a quick word to you. This isn't a lengthy podcast, but I want you to hear from me that you have an opportunity in this season, just weeks before my book, Christianity and Wokeness, releases with Salem Books to join the launch team. I want to encourage you to go to my Twitter account. It's at O-S-T-R-A-C-H-A-N. Let me repeat that. That was a lot, I know. Hang with me. At O-S-T-R-A-C-H-A-N. I can't even say my own last name. Can't even say my own Twitter handle. What is wrong with the world? At O-S-T-R-A-C-H-A-N. And you will find the link there to join my launch team for Christianity and Wokeness. When you join the launch team, you get uh, a PDF of the book. So all you do is this. All you do is this. You ready? This is not complex. You, number one, pre-order the book, and then number two, you sign up for the launch team. It'll take you about a minute. If you have previously pre-ordered the book, all you do is then skip ahead to step two and sign up for the launch team. And uh, you'll get the PDF of Christianity and Wokeness as soon as you do that from Salem Books. This is a great opportunity if you want to read the book early, if you want to help us spread the word, if you believe in this project in some form to help us get the work going, to help us add kerosene to the fire. My prayer is that Christianity and wokeness can really serve the church in a unique way. How? Why? Why am I excited about this? I'm excited about this book um, because I believe it it will help people understand in a systematized or systematic fashion what wokeness is and then how it contrasts from Christianity And thirdly, how Christianity actually provides the answers to the questions that wokeness engages and raises. Those are the three things I want you to reap from this humble little book. I want you to come away with a systematic understanding of what wokeness is. This doesn't mean that I I give you 400 pages in what wokeness is. It means you get a few chapters. But I pray that for most of you who don't have a ton of time to read all sorts of books about wokeness, this book can be, with a few other books that are really, really great and that you should buy, like Fault Lines from Vody Bauckham or What Every Christian Needs to Know About Social Justice from Jeff Johnson or By What Standard from Founders Ministries. I pray that this book can be the kind of systematic overview that it appears to me a lot of people seem to want and want to need. So I pray that Christianity and wokeness uh, can provide that for you. Again, a systematic overview of what wokeness is. Secondly, I want to subject wokeness to great scrutiny. I'm doing this because of 2 Corinthians 10, 3-6. I'm doing this because Paul calls us to do what he did and the other apostles did. They destroyed strongholds. They destroyed arguments and lofty opinions raised against the knowledge of God. 2 Corinthians 10, 3-6. Read that passage again if that sounds a little strange to you. That's not a passage you're going to hear quoted in a good number of evangelical circles, some churches out there today. But it's a, it's a New Testamental passage. 
is right there, baby. It's right there in the New Testament. And that is a key passage for us, understanding what the task of the believer is intellectually and theologically in this world. It's not to affirm worldly systems and ideologies and slap a Christian stamp on them and send them out to our friends and loved ones. It is instead to understand, first and foremost, what systems and ideologies are presenting us with, and then to nuke them, to torch them. You say, Strand, that's strong language, baby. It is strong language. The Apostle Paul says that he's out there to destroy strongholds. What's he meaning? He's meaning that worldviews are not these sheets of paper that you pull out of a filing cabinet when somebody says, please show me your ideological papers, sir. Please show me uh, the five precepts you believe in, ma'am. No, 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 no. As Paul portrays it in 2 Corinthians 10, the beliefs you hold as an unbeliever, he, he has specifically in mind, the principles you live your life by are like a little castle, a little fortress, if you will, that you have constructed around yourself. And you have not done that neutrally. Your heart is not neutral outside of Jesus Christ. Your heart is desperately wicked, Jeremiah 17, 9. And so your fortress and your castle that you build through your principles, beliefs, religious system, whatever it may be, is your attempt to keep God out. It's your attempt to keep yourself safe from the judgment and truth of God. That is why Paul uses the term stronghold in 2 Corinthians 10 to describe the arguments and lofty opinions that humanity, all of us, naturally holds. We are trying to build a little fortress against God to keep God out, and we think doing so keeps ourselves intellectually, theologically, and spiritually safe. But nothing is safe in the presence of Christ. Nothing can outrun the gospel of God. No one can match strength with the Almighty. When God moves on his target, he gets them. When God has an unbeliever in his sights to redeem them, to rescue them, to save them, he always gets his man. And the human component in this from our vantage point as believers doing evangelism and apologetics and discipleship is that we engage those in practical terms who are trapped in unbelief, but who are, again, thinking that their unbelief is keeping them safe. They think their system is watertight. They think it is leak-proof. But in reality, it's just a sandcastle. And our job Speaking the truth in love, Ephesians 4.15, is to knock that sandcastle down. That's really our first job. And then our second job is to present the gospel of divine grace. It's to proclaim Christ crucified for our washing, the washing of our sins away, the atoning of the wrath of God. The technical theological term is the propitiation satisfaction of the wrath of God, born by Christ in his death on the cross, and then also to proclaim the resurrection of Christ as the means by which you and I, sinners all, pass from death to life. But not just human life, not just not not your best life now. No, 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 no. Eternal life. That's what we're here to proclaim. 
So we really have two major duties, two massive undertakings as believers in doing evangelism, apologetics, and discipleship, because sometimes it's not always clear what we're doing with a given person. We are trying to expose their strongholds and destroy them. And then we are trying to reconstruct their worldview through the scripture and the gospel. So we're trying to deconstruct unbelief, tear it down from the roots to the branches. And then we're trying to reconstruct a worldview that is the true worldview grounded in the word of God. That is what we are after. And friends, if you get Christianity and wokeness, if you pre-order it, as I pray you will, many of you, uh, then you'll see that in action. I'm not a perfect apologist or writer or theologian. Let that be said. I have a lot to learn and a lot of room for growth. But I pray that this book can help you. I pray that this book will clear up nothing less than tremendous confusion. I don't actually think most people in our world or in the church of the Lord Jesus Christ are woke. Some of them are, but a ton of them are simply confused. A lot of them are unwoke, and intentionally so, and then a lot of them are just plain confused. They don't know what to think. They've heard racial justice, unity, equity, peace, tolerance, these kind of terms thrown around from one outlet after another, and they don't know what to think. And I pray, I hope that this book can be used in churches. I pray pastors will buy cartons of it and pass it out to their members and to attendees and help them think well about this ideology. I believe that the stakes are very high here. I think you're already picking that up, but I believe that we're in a moment akin to a moment 100 years ago when J. Gresham Machen and others faced down Protestant liberalism, which was absolutely imperial in the church of the Lord Jesus Christ and taking people captive in a Colossians 2.8 sense. In other words, undoing their Christian belief and leading them astray, leading them away from God. I believe that is what the system I call wokeness, driven by critical race theory and intersectionality, is doing in our time. So it is time. It is, it is time. Get yourself to the wall. Get yourself to the ramparts. We're not battling flesh and blood, but we are absolutely battling worldly ideology, just as Machen and others battled Protestant liberalism roughly 100 years ago. The stakes are that high. Just as Spurgeon, to go back another 30 years to 130 years, battled an early form of Protestant liberalism in the English Baptist denomination. Spurgeon understood that he was not facing a little plastic teddy bear of a foe in facing down liberal Baptist beliefs. He was doing battle with a very serious foe, with a very powerful force. Now, where the word is proclaimed and God gives the blessing of his spirit, then unbelief goes poof. It disintegrates. Unbelief changes into belief. Sinners are converted. Believers who are straying and being taken captive by worldly ideologies confess their sin to God and repent. Let me just say a quick word here. If that is you, honestly, if that is you, if you are drifting, if you are drifting due to the pull of wokeness or to any other system, this is the time for you to come back to God. God is being gracious to you. He is calling you back. Look, 
There are numerous instances throughout the Bible, Old and New Testament, where believers, followers of God, to use a broader term, err. They stumble. They start to slide away. They commit real sin. They fall into a pattern of evil. We have biblical categories for this. I'm saying true believers. This is a time for you to come back. This is a time to call people back. I pray this book will help. I pray Christianity and wokeness will help all sorts of different groups who are being confronted by an anti-gospel ideology. And I pray, among other uh, effects on different groups, that that this book will drive people to Scripture, because that's where all the horsepower is, and that in doing so, a good number of Christians who are straying, who are letting themselves be taken captive by ungodly thinking, will confess that sin to God and repent of it. They'll repent of it privately before the Lord. They'll repent of it in the context of the local church. And if they have engaged ungodly thinking and and bought into it publicly, they'll make public repentance. Do this. Don't Don't simply switch your categories. If this is true of you, if just thinking on this very network uh, if Vody Bauckham's teaching, if the teaching of Founders Ministry, other voices we could mention is pulling you back, G3 Ministries, Steve Lawson's teaching, whatever it may be, whatever voice God is using to bring you back, if that is happening in your life, in your heart, in your mind now, repent at every level. Shout your repentance from the rooftops. Don't be quiet. Make clear that it seemed like you were sliding away from God and now you've come back. And it's not because of any human person's ingenuity, technical, theological ability. It's ultimately all because of God and his grace. We need to wrap up. My encouragement to you, as I said at the beginning, is to join the launch team for Christianity and Wokeness. I pray you'll do that. I pray you'll pre-order the book. It's on Amazon. It's on other outlets. But look, honestly, I don't really even care about book sales when it comes to weighing the value of even a single human soul. And so my prayer is that you will not be taken captive. My prayer instead is that you as a believer, you even as an unbeliever, by the ministry of the Spirit in your life through the Word of God, the inspired, inerrant, authoritative, and totally sufficient Word of God, you will you'll recognize the deconstructing power of the word such that unbelief is destroyed. Thoughts that are not in alignment with God, with his truth, are vanquished. And then you'll experience the beautiful new beginning as God builds seemingly from thin air Christian worldview powered by the grace that is found his son. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.